0: Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 wherever you are on the Faith FM Network and you are joined this morning by myself, Lawson, and sitting across from me none other than Matthew. Matthew, how are you going today?
1: I'm bright and chirpy today, my brother Lawson. Yes, bright
0: and chirpy. What are you grateful for this morning? Oh, say that again. What are you grateful for this morning?
1: I'm grateful for breath, that's one thing for sure, and also <laughs> my, my mosquito. Bites are healing up.
0: Oh, um, amazing. Oi, how was, did you go on a bike ride yesterday? Getting you end up did. going? Yeah. yeah up how'd, going. how'd
1: you go? I need to do more cardio. Ah. I'm, I'm <laughs> very, very <laughs> unfit. Yeah,
0: <laughs> man. I feel that. We should go for a bike ride together one day.
1: Oh, I, I think you're with me. <laughs> nah, it's all right. Me in the dust. Yeah, it's, the Lawson dust you leave me. It's
0: all right. We can, we can hang out. We'll, we'll chill out. Oh man, praise God. Yeah, I I actually I got into some exercise yesterday as well. I just felt like man, I just wanna. Just wanna do some like push ups and some sit ups and some you know, some some stretches and some lunges and like I, I love those kinds of exercises, just like body weight exercises and then as you get more efficient then you add, you know, maybe a medicine ball in or some some little dumbbells in to kinda make what you'd call like a super set you can work like all the areas in your body in one kind of exercise, and I, I love that kind of stuff. I really do. And then, obviously, I'm I'm a huge I'm a huge cardio fan too. I, I know I have a fair few friends who go to the gym, and they're like, "Oh, cardio's the worst. We love w- lifting weights, but dude, getting out there, going for walks and runs and cycles and swims, dude, it's where it's at, eh? It's oh, so good.
1: What's interesting? When I was in New Zealand, I I did more cardio there. Then what I did on the holidays prior to going to New Zealand. So I did about uh, four bouts of basketball sessions. Oh, classic! Yeah, uh, with my brothers as well as with my son and my nephews. Yeah, and I did about three lots of swimming sessions.
0: Oh, basketball is so fun! I can see it now, Matthew. In my mind's eye I can just see you dunking oh. and then, Nah, probably maybe no, maybe not. Maybe Go not. Nuts, mate. <laughs> that's, that's so good. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. During by myself, Lawson, got Matthew in here as well. Matthew, get us our first quiz question this morning. Love to. So, true or false, Leviticus
1: teaches it is good to eat the blood and fat.
0: Okay. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. True hey, or false? 0491 064 all you have to say is true or false. Does, does Leviticus tell us to eat the blood or the, the fat?
1: Yeah, it is, it is good to eat the blood and fat. Is this true or is this false?
0: Yeah, let us know. 0491 064 669. That is the number to text if you know the answer to that one. And if you text that number with an answer that is correct, you will be put into the draw on this Friday. We'll be spinning the wheel and you'll be able to win Revive Cafe Cookbook number three. Well, I know Revive Cafe Cookbook is uh yeah, it 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 doesn't use any any fat or blood or anything because it is plant based. Plant based, healthy, amazing, tasty recipes made by none other than renowned and awesome chef. Shout out to Jeremy Dixon, who we get on here semi regularly to to talk about different recipes and cooking things and whatnot. It's just just amazing. We do. We discussed how. He's got a bit of a mammoth of a book, hasn't he? With, yeah. Oh, uh, man. Dec- decently weighted, beautiful pictures. It is a coffee table, like eye please. You definitely want this book, even if you don't cook. But hey, again, 0491-064-669. Leviticus teaches it is good to eat the blood and fat. Is that true or false? And if you're, uh, look, if, if you're like, Hey, I, 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 I there's too many, too many letters in true, too many letters in false. Just write a T or an F. Send that one in 0491 I want to give a shout out to Gunadar this morning, listening on 87.6 Gunnedah, inland New South Wales. I've been out that way once before. Wow. Yeah, so...
1: Where, where is this? Uh, what, what state?
0: Yeah, New South Wales. Okay. Inland New South Wales—that's where Gunadah is. So shout out to all the people in Gunadah living there. I've—I've I've been out there before, like when I was—I think I was like fourteen years old. I went out there motorbike riding one time, but yeah, yeah I haven't really been out since. So man, gotta gotta get out to Gunadah, see what see what's going on in that area. But yeah, shout out if you're listening to in Gunadah and send us a text message if you are on eighty-seven point six and our number again is zero four nine one zero six four. Six, six. Now, correct nine. me
1: if I'm wrong, Lawson. I'm going to need your help. Gunada. Gunada. That's, that's nowhere near where the Tucker Box is.
0: Uh, uh. Canberra way. Can, uh, I, I forget exactly which way it is. I, I a, think. have
1: got a feeling it is.
0: Yeah, it, it might, it might be. Gunada. I've been out there once before, but I'm struggling to remember if I went north or south to get there. I, I think it might be south. I'm just looking it up now. And yeah. Oh no no no, it's north. It's not. it's it's, it's oh. beside Tamworth.
1: Tamworth. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's more yeah. well inland Tamworth. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's in- right. Hey, listening to the breakfast show this morning. Matthew, what's happening in the world of positively different news?
1: Yeah, so I've titled this one Flying Sweetly.
0: Mm-hmm. <sighs> flying, flying Sweetly. sweetly.
1: So there's two stories today. Uh-huh. Uh huh. This one, this first story ain't going to take that long at all. Yeah. What's uh, up? So the title of this one is Zero Airline Crashes in 2023," which was one of aviation's safest years ever. That's with Jeff really. Wood. Yep.
0: Zero airline crashes in Australia or like worldwide. Worldwide. Zero airline crashes. Zero. Uh, so
1: 15. they're saying
0: there's probably been a plane crash, but in terms of like a passenger airplane, the,
1: the passenger airplane itself. Like uh, they've never crashed. Not in 2020. This
0: whole, that is amazing.
1: It is. And it's, and it's a good segue (laughs) to my second story. That's all it's stating. That's
0: really, really cool. I remember. So in 2019, Lyle and I went to Ethiopia. Lyle, Mon and I with another group of of people, we went to Ethiopia to go and preach. And a week earlier, that was the week where the, uh, the Ethiopian airlines flight crashed. Last and year, it, this was two thousand nineteen. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> we we went to really nah, 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 nah. So, like a week before, an Ethiopian Airlines, like basically the same plane that we were gonna be on, crashed, and I remember like my parents uh, calling me up and being like Lawson, like, like, like this is oh, you know, like watch out, you know, uh, but. Ultimately, we got there and we were safe. But there was some, some pandemonium at the time, like these, I think it was the Boeing 787 Maxes just dropping out of the sky. Oh there dear. was two of them that crashed in like a four-month period and it was, it was pretty significant. And then even we've had some, you know, there was the Malaysian airline flights that accidentally got shot down by the Russians and all kinds of issues. Oh, and the other one that, that, that disappeared. But if you're saying 2023, no airline crashes, that's fantastic news.
1: There is a clause there. There were two losses of life, which was due to machine or technical malfunction. On board.
0: Ah, okay, so but it wasn't a crash. Wasn't a
1: crash. In fact, yeah. a statement here says this: 2023 was the safest year in aviation history, with mm. no large turbofan-powered jet aircraft being involved in anything mm. resembling a crash anywhere on Earth. Wow. Meaning that scenario just laid, just uh, just laid out, took place tens of thousands of times every day for 365 days without a single fatal crash or collision. Can you believe that, Lawson?
0: Yeah, I wish we could say the same about the roads, eh? But unfortunately, oh. <laughs> yeah. And that, and that's what that they're, they're telling the truth when they say it's more likely you'll get into a car accident than a plane accident because yes. well, we can see it there. There's lots of cars that crash every day, but apparently there's no there's no planes crashing for a whole year.
1: Absolutely, no crashes at all. Well, my second story, is, you know, with uh, sweetly flying, flying sweetly, mm. it's got to do with celebrities which have helped make beekeeping the new hot hobby
0: beekeeping beekeeping Oh, let's talk about bees I love them Absolutely. I am, I am a pro bee guy I'm kind of I'm actually definitely afraid of like hornets and wasps but bees are okay because they make honey and I'm like bees are bees are cool
1: I'm like you Lawson. I don't like uh, uh, the wasps or the hornets especially when last year I got stung by a wasps and oh. you know like a bee apparently they die once they bite you yeah, yeah. rich the abdomen unlike a wasp it can sting you multiple they just, times. They just keep going. It's, it's, it's like a sewing machine on your back. Like, that's Dude, what happened to me. it's so bad. That oh. happened um, when I was visiting my wife at the business college where they used to be located over here just behind us. Yeah. And um, I was returning some equipment for her because uh, she was using a beach trolley to transport uh, some of her equipment down to the new building she's at. Um, and I, I was going near where the, the boom gate is. Yeah. And there's a plant there that had a nest. Out of nowhere, they just jumped on my back and started... Wow. Like all. But good news is these celebrities love doing beekeeping. Mm. And there's a whole list of them um, that are involved in this particular activity. And it's not just, you know, reduced down to the hobby of beekeeping. It's a mix array of hobbies. Mm. And, and these are the different list of uh, celebrities and what they're into. And I like what the... Uh, Probability shows stats-wise. So, David Beckham, he's into beekeeping. Oh, okay. Tom Daly, you may know who that is. I'm not too sure of that name. Uh, he's Olympian, apparently. He's into knitting. Oh. Scarlett Johansson's into beekeeping. Rod Stewart is into model railways. Beyonce Knowles, beekeeping. Sting, ironic name, isn't it? Sting. And Me- he's into beekeeping? <laughs> he's into beekeeping. <laughs> Julia Roberts is into knitting. Brad Pitt's into pottery. Richard Branson's into chess. Uh, Flea from the group Red Hot Chili Peppers is into beekeeping. Nicole Kidman. Why is are so skydiving. many people into beekeeping? This is this is the question that I have. Absolutely, I'm glad you you, you going there because I I do have one factor to point out at the end of the list. Nicole Kidman she's into skydiving. Henry Cavill's into War Warhammer gaming. Now we're not endorsing any of these uh, activities, by the way. We're just saying what their interests are. Will Smith is into fencing. Francois Bourgeois is into train spotting. Bill Gates is into, just two more names, is into playing bridge, because it's a card game. Claudia Schiffer is into collecting insects of all hobbies. And Susan Sarandon is into ping pong. Okay. Now, of that list, more than just, just under one third is into beekeeping.
0: Okay. Why?
1: Well, I, I don't know about the why, but I do know of a, of a very important uh, celebrity who gave big notice to beekeeping, and that was Morgan Freeman. Okay. One particular year. Yeah, and uh, he was pointing out the fact that bees are under a population decline. In fact, we noticed that there was a disease that hit our particular bees in New South Wales—the Varroa mite. Yeah, that was uh, released around 2022, mm. and around September 2020, 2023, um, yeah, 2023, last year, the government placed a, a ban on uh, keeping bees altogether. together. Wow. Uh, yeah, one of the people to eradicate their bees. Well, wow. we know that in doing that that really decreases our, our pollination
0: process mm.
1: on our plants mm. so yeah did you have any thoughts
0: <laughs> yeah oh, I, I mean i just love bees i, I just I always always say like without without bees there's lots of things you can't have and so yeah save the bees and we, we've talked a bunch on the breakfast show before in our in our you know good news sections and whatnot about different ways that you can support bees you know if particularly if you live in a like a high bee area leaving like spoons out on the veranda with some some sugar in it and whatnot that there's some water with sugar and just a few other things but yeah wait shout out the bees and <laughs> we're hoping that they're doing well because as long as there's bees there is food you're listening to The Breakfast Joe Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. I'm here joined by myself, Lawson, and I've got Matthew with us as well, and Shell in the studio as always, getting it done. Matt, give us our next quiz question here.
1: Launching with that next question,
0: how many Psalms are in the book of Psalms? Mm, how, may, how, how many are there? Sounds rhetorical in a way. Yeah. <laughs> how,
1: how many psalms are in the book of psalms?
0: Hey, 0491 064 669. That is the number to text if you know the answer. And if you do, you'll go into the draw to win Revive Cafe Cookbook number three. How many psalms are in the psalms? And, and what's your favorite one? Let us know as well. Tell, yeah. us, tell us what your favorite I'm
1: is. I'm glad you shared that because yesterday I shared that one psalms from Psalms 119, there's 105.
0: Mm.
1: Mm. I hope folk were listening to that. Psalms 119. Has Mm. to be at least over hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's
0: right, that's right. It's a
2: good rounded
0: number. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, stop giving away. Stop giving it's. It's. Um. (laughs) It's. It's one of my favorite types of truck. Uh, (laughs) Slash ute slash truck so hey hey let let that let that one sink in have a think about it zero four nine one zero six four six six nine that is the number to text if you know the answer to that one hey this morning i want to talk about rappers uh and you might be like i don't want to talk about rappers but hey i need to talk about it because there is the, the case right now of popular music is the zeitgeist very much for a long time. It's it's shifting a little bit now, but the zeitgeist of popular music from, I would say, 2016 to 2022 has been... The charts have been dominated by hip-hop or hip-hop-inspired music. Like, absolutely. It's to the point where it's either, like, the the charts are either led by a rap song or by a song with, like... It'll be a pop song with, like, a hip-hop section in it. So this has become the biggest and most prolific and most listened to music that there is. The biggest the most listened to artists on Spotify out of the top 10. There, There's a number of rappers and whatnot, and it's, it's super popular. It's super huge. Uh, and one of the biggest rappers at the moment, his guy, his name is Lil Nas X. Okay. So Lil Nas X released a song in 2018. It was called Old Town Road. And it was actually, he, he's an African-American guy who made this rap country crossover, called Old Titan Road. And that song broke the record for the longest number one in the history of Billboard. So it like beat the Beatles and Michael Jackson and Elvis. It like it, it set the record and it was this out of nowhere sleeper hit that was made in his bedroom. And it became, like, the biggest song of the year. And then it got remixed in Billy Ray Cyrus, like, who's a huge country star from, you know, the 80s and, and 90s. Like, he was on it and it was, like, this massive song. And it propelled this guy, uh, Lil Nas X, his real name is, is Montero, it propelled him into, like, international stardom. And one of the things that he, he did as he started to accrue fame and he started to perform one night is that he would, he would come out as, as gay and it was it was surprising because there's not a lot of like rappers in that space who are doing that especially like very popular mainstream rappers who are just like saying that they're they're, they're gay it's not it's not a huge thing but he's like yep yeah, this is who i am and he very much adopted the the lgbt they're like oh yes and 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 he became a bit of a a beacon for them, if you could oh, say, wow, this... like, "Oh, look at this incredibly famous person who's who's representing us and whatnot." And so he his his image very quickly shifted. He made this like country rap song, and then he's performing the country rap song wearing like pink outfits and whatnot, and it's kind of uh, very androgynous and all over the place. And, and and there's this new star all of a sudden, Lil Nas X comes from nowhere. Uh, so he has his hit song, and then his next run of music around the twenty 2020, twenty 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 one period he released a song called montero which is his name or call me by your name which is like the most satanic like just and and, and not and i'm not not just saying it's satanic because the themes are like bad but they're literally satanic like the music video is him in the garden of eden Eating the fruit, going down to hell, hanging out with Satan, and it's a it's a video that you just absolutely shouldn't watch. It's, watch. it's incredibly like his music. One one thing particularly about it is that after Old Town Road, which was you know had some sexual themes, it become incredibly sexualized as well, and just very I think degrading and even even disgusting in some senses. Like it just, but these songs were catchy hit songs that like did crazy numbers. Like th- those songs went platinum. His album went platinum. This is in in. 2020, 2021, this era, he was, again, one of the biggest people in popular music. And he had very much, he's like, I'm part of LGBT. Um, you know, I'm like pro devil, like all this stuff. Like I'm, I'm a Satanist, everything, all this, all these things. And then one of the more controversial moved, he's, he made these Nike shoes. They weren't officially made by Nike. They were like these Nike shoes that were modified. I think he were released by White or one of the brands like that, one of the high end luxury brands. And, it had, like, human blood in it and, like, oh. satanic, like, you know, all kinds of symbols, whatnot. What it was some really hectic stuff. And then we come to this uh, this year, well, this past year, the end of 2023, and he starts releasing promos for his new music. And it's him, like, holding the Bible, dressed in all white, saying, I'm done with the devil. I'm, like, on Jesus' team now. And, and people are, like... Huh? Like question mark and, and there was some a few questions of like, is this a genuine repentance? But then yeah. he you know, well what's going on here? But then he's like, Oh, but I'm I'm still gay and I'm still, you know, da da oh, and he would no. speak and he would use language that was still like very indicative that he's not really uh, he, he's not going to church. He hasn't really had that change, but all of a sudden he's uh, adopting these Christian themes and he's like, "I'm on Jesus' team now and whatnot." And everyone was like, "Wow, this is this is what do we make of this?" And then the promos for his new music came out, and uh, and all of a sudden there's like images of him. He's like hanging on the cross, oh. you know, looking looking like Jesus and and whatnot. And immediately Christians and whatnot got on him and a lot of famous like celebrity christians as well got on him of like are you mocking christianity like like what is this also. and just started to to really go hard at this guy and i think what's particularly interesting is is his response because the the his response was essentially like oh i didn't think it'd be that big of a deal and actually I've just been doing this whole like Satanist and now this this Jesus thing, like going side to side because like Christianity, uh, like he, he's like, I make music that is trying to go viral and popular. Christianity and Christian themes are like one of the most prolific, it's like one of the most prolific and interesting and, and eva- like pervasive stories in our culture, in Western culture. And if I'm making music that's trying to be popular, if I use those themes it will better enable my music to go viral. If I say I'm a Satanist, people will pay more attention to me. And now I'm saying I'm a Christian and I'm getting that same amount of of backlash but also attention from people. And But I think the thing that he saw is when he said he was a Satanist, Satanists really embraced him mm-hmm. and were like, yes! And the Christians were obviously like, not okay with that, but he's like, oh yeah, well, because I'm saying that I'm a Satanist. But now embracing Christianity and he's seeing the adverse reaction from Christians because they're like, we don't, we don't want this from you. Like, say, like, we, we don't want you to pretend to be us. And he's like, "Oh, I'm actually really sorry." Like, and he's and he's been doing a run of apologies. Like before, when he was doing the Satanist thing, he's like, "I don't care what Christians think. I hate Christians." Da da da, da. But now he's like, "Oh, I'm actually really sorry. I was just using this to go to go viral." Yeah. And I I think there like there's there's some interesting things to see because, and it's something that I've kind of come to a bit of a conclusion on is that. I think that, you know, people talk about conspiracies in Hollywood and in the music industry and the cabal of, you know, of evil people. And especially that's that's been a highlight recently with Jeffrey Epstein and, and a lot of the things going on there and, and groups getting together and doing evil and terrible things. And particularly in, in a religious sense, I think that a lot of these guys like this. Guy, Little Nas X, I think he's like 22, 23, something like that. A lot of these artists are just wanting to be famous and get caught in the crossfire of the influences of their, their team and Hollywood and... The narcissistic uh, complex. That, that's right. And and I think a lot of them are not necessarily intentionally... They're just trying to be famous. Yeah. Like, that's the reality. He's not a Christian. He didn't grow up a Christian. He doesn't come from a Christian background. He's like, I'm just going to use Christian themes. He doesn't know, he didn't know or understand that it would be offensive to people. Now, am I saying this to give Lil Nas X a pass? I'm like, no. Like, he's absolutely, firstly, not a Christian. Secondly, he's using these themes just to get famous. Like, he's he's not someone whose music you should listen to or idolize or follow or whatever it may be. But I think it just goes to show that, uh, you know, there there is... A bit of ignorance in that space that they're using these themes and whatnot just because they're popular and they want to be famous. Like and this is something that we're seeing a lot in the music industry. These themes of good and evil and light and dark and you know demons and angels. Like you see it in a lot of that music, but these people don't. They've never read the Bible. They don't really understand the themes. They're they're not really pro either side. But I think the sad thing is is ultimately to be in this space of treating Christianity as just a tool or a stepping stone. Uh, to your fame is that it will leave you in a place and this is the thing that he's actually been writing a lot about is like I'm really sorry I kind of just don't know where to find my identity I kind of feel empty like this is something that he's been saying over and over again I'm trying to find something that makes me not feel empty and it's like yeah that you can only find that in Christ Amen. like this is this is the clear thing we can see so yeah I, I just highlight that it's, it's it's just really interesting that the, the themes of Christianity are, are so popular that, that people are using them so much and and it's something that we need to be aware of and to look out for and just discern and decipher. I think it's quite easy in the case of Lil Nas X, but more so in other celebrities that I think, uh, yeah, just pander a little bit. Hey, th- th- those are my thoughts. Let us know what you think. 0491 You're listening to The Breakfast Joe Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Gemma, myself, Lawson, got Matthew in the studio as well. Shell on the decks. And hey, right now we're going to get our next quiz question.
1: In which country did Joseph the Dreamer, Moses, Jeroboam, and Jesus all reside at for a time of their lives?
0: Hey, if you know the answer to that one, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine, a pretty amazing list here. List here, we got Joseph, yep. Moses, Jeroboam, and Jesus, and that's Joseph the Dreamer. So that's that's the uh, the son, the son of Jacob. If you know what country they all hung out in for a A period of their life 0491 064 669 again that's 0491 064 669 that is the number to text if you know the answer and if you text with the correct answer you go into the draw to win Revive Cafe Cookbook number three an amazing book full of awesome plant-based recipes that we want to give you for free if you win our draw on friday and speaking of plants we have on the phone none other than rod bailey one of my favorite farmers rod are you there with us day, rod oh
2: i am good morning
0: yeah dude I ever since I hung out at, at, at your at your farm up there, Rollins Plains, like I'm just so keen. I was always keen to get you on the show uh, and and to chat with you about growing stuff. But now I can I see it. It's real for me. I understand. I'm in the game.
2: <laughs> Look out! Next, you'll be addicted.
0: Yeah, that's right. I still I know I, I made a promise. I was challenged. To, to grow something this year, and I'm still uh, still in that uh, space a little bit of of planning what exactly I'm going to do. I think I'm going to do some pot plants to begin with because that's all I have space for. But uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm keen to get into it. I'm I've well, I've gotten well, the bug a little bit.
2: You know, when you shared that, Lawson, I, uh, it's kind of why I I picked today's topic that ah. I thought we might talk about because um, I thought what what could Lawson get into that um. Pretty simple that he could grow in some pots, um, yes. but they could really enjoy. So, and, and by the way, if it's a bit of an interesting segue with your uh, with your quiz question as well, mm-hmm. because um, if you know where this vegetable was originally grown like Mm. where it was domesticated you will also know the answer to your quiz question
0: ah okay well don't give away the answer but give away what is this veggie okay so i thought we might talk
2: about lettuce oh let's go dude i i love lettuce well there you go and and it's (laughs) it's a and it's it's a relatively simple uh, simple crop to grow. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's pretty quick um, as well. You know, you have a quick turnaround. So if you're looking for some results quickly um, to further stoke your your, your gardening uh, interest or addiction, then lettuce is great. But it's really interesting that when it was originally grown in the uh, the country, um, you know, relevant to your quiz question, it was originally grown um, for its seeds, and oil was extracted out of the lettuce mm. seed. Mm. But obviously, since over the last couple of thousand years, it's been transformed into a, a crop that we grow for its succulent leaves. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, it's been around for a very, very long time. Um, At the moment, um, worldwide production of lettuce is sitting at around 30 million tonnes of lettuce. Wow. Um, So, it's pretty popular.
0: Is that 30 million tonnes per year that people are eating and growing? Yeah, exactly. (sighs) Yeah. That's incredible. Actually, i i have I have experienced uh, actually at your farm packing lettuces into boxes for clients. So I know that that you're well versed in lettuce, and you can give us some good info about them because because you're growing them right there on the farm.
2: Yeah, look, it's it's one of our our most important crops. Um, wow. We grow both. We grow head lettuce such as uh, cos. We grow. Mm. We sell about two hundred cos a week. Um, and then we grow a range of fancy head lettuce. We we sell between six and eight hundred of those a week. Um, sometimes as head lettuce, and, but mostly we sell an awful lot of the very popular salad mix these mm. days. Yeah, and then during winter we also grow um, the iceberg lettuce as well.
0: Yeah, um, man, this is like the all stars of lettuce right here. These are my favorite ones. That's so good. Yeah we're really happy with the varieties that we grow and as
2: our customers are. But it's interesting, you know, I mean, we often use lettuce, usually use lettuce for um, for salad, um, but many people pop lettuce into soups, obviously into sandwiches and wraps. Um, people also grill lettuce. Um, mm. And uh, often when I used to visit my grandmother back when I was a kid, she used to cook up what, what was um, essentially lettuce leaf fritters. Yeah, and, uh, um you just put them in a pan and make these patty fritter sort of things out of lettuce leaves and yeah that was pretty special
0: yeah so obviously lots of applications of lettuce and because of that you guys are selling all kinds of lettuce you know heaps so many per week so the yeah. question is how do we go about this you said this was kind of easy just now yeah. so, so how are we going Look, about this
2: Look, lettuce is is pretty forgiving. It's a hardy um, crop. It's grown as an annual, so you plant a seed and then you harvest it. It's not like it hangs around for a couple of years. Mm. Um, uh, In our climate, um, it it struggles a bit during summer because it really prefers cooler weather. Um, Mm. And often when it gets hot, um, it, it... quickly goes to seed so the plant kind of stretches and it becomes pretty tall and then a seed you know a flower head and, and then seed head grow is 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 uh, formed mm. um but we grow it all year round here so autumn spring uh, autumn winter and spring it's pretty easy to grow um but in summer and obviously that's the that's the season we're in at the moment. We find it really helpful if we cover it with some shade cloth for the first couple of weeks of its life. So,
0: ah, um, just really protect it. Yeah, yeah, and
2: it, it it just helps it get its root systems established. And um, it, once it's once it's going, it can handle the the hot, weather better. But mm. that shade cloth really helps. So, let me run through this our system and um, see if it's applicable to you. Okay. So. We start off with lettuce seed, okay, and we plant them in uh, either punnets or trays, you know, so we can look after them in our in our um, seedling house that you would have seen Lawson. Yeah, um, and that, they're in there for three or four weeks, um, um, you know, in that protected environment. You could do it on your veranda or inside, even, you know, just and give them a water every day to get those those seeds um, germinated and growing, and then. Then after usually about four weeks, um, we transplant them out into the garden. Um, after preparing the soil, uh, lettuce is not what I call a heavy feeder. It doesn't need a lot of food like, like corn or broccoli or something or other like that. You know, mm. it's a pretty light feeder with a, a relatively um, small root system that's close to the, close to the surface. So any any soil that's you know. At least partly fertile, the lettuce will grow happily. Mm. Um, in summer, um, we as I say, we cover it with shade cloth for its first couple of weeks, or some sort of shading anyway so that really strong hot sun's not getting to it. Mm. Um, and then it's it's as easy as just keeping the soil moist underneath it. Um, mm. how, how much simpler could th- could that be?
0: That's it. And then it will grow. <laughs> Pretty well. You know,
2: (laughs) (laughs) obviously, obviously the fertility of the soil is important. If, If if, if, um, the nutrients are there and those, those, um, microscopic critters that we've talked about so often here on Faith FM are there, you know, um, developing this symbiotic relationship with the plant and its roots, um, and you're, you're keeping the moisture up to it and, um, it's, it's not getting cooked by, by really strong sun. the Lettuce is just gonna slowly but surely develop those lovely leaves and, um, and uh, Bob's your uncle, into your salad it goes.
0: Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. Uh, I do have a question. Um, what What is like the turnaround that you're looking at this from, From you know, when you're putting it in the punnet and, and getting that initial growth to a full head of lettuce on the plate, in your lettuce fritters, in your lettuce soup, whatever it may be? What is the turnaround <laughs> there?
2: Yeah, look, um, it depends on the time of year. Obviously, sure. faster in summer, slower in winter. Um but we we're, we're looking at between 7 and 10 weeks oh. um, yeah but you can you can start harvesting it much earlier than that mm-hmm. um you can just take leaves you know you pick those those larger leaves at the bottom and um just take them and pop them in your salad and plan will keep growing
0: ah okay okay so it's you can you can do it a little bit of progressively i'm just imagining now if i start a lettuce at the beginning of my semester by by around exam time uh, i should be you know celebrating with some some salads or some lettuce soup so that sounds man that sounds incredible that sounds amazing
2: even, even faster, you know, this time of year. It can yeah, be pretty-
0: true. Yeah. Okay, even, yeah. Man, I, I reckon I can, dude, that would be amazing. I, I live in a dormitory at the moment, Watson Hall, and yep. I, I think that, this could be a business like Watson grown lettuces and I'm just like <laughs> distributing them to my, you know, there's some, there's some guys in the dorm, uh, although they're the rap that, uh, uni students and may uni students usually get. There are a few fair few guys in the dorm who, who love to cook. So think get something careful. going. You
1: just got to be careful, Lawson, because you got to make it specific. What, Green stuff. You're oh, I, oh,
0: yeah. That's oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I think that I think Watson Hall will be will be pretty uh pretty forgiving of me. I think if I say I'm growing lettuce in the dorm, they'll be they'll 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 trust me. They'll trust me. They'll trust me. Um. <laughs> that yeah, we're not quite that universe. City, <laughs> Matthew. Oh, sorry. but uh no, no, that's that's cool. Oh no, this is exciting, Rod. So, ah, oh, okay. So, how many how many lettuce heads do you think would fit in your average pot? Like, if I have like a, I don't know. Well, do pots come in standard sizes? I've never grown anything. I'm a newbie to this. Is if All right.
2: I there are relatively standard sizes but there's there's so many different standard sizes if you like um uh, so what what we're looking for is is spacing which is important so imagine a mature lettuce Mm -hmm. okay yeah and um that's about how far apart you need to to put them so um each each of our lettuce usually grows out to about uh, thirty centimeters or so in mm-hmm. diameter, um, you know. So we we plant them about between twenty and thirty centimeters apart. If we if we're going to harvest them a bit earlier, you know, before they reach full size, we put them twenty centimeters apart. Otherwise, thirty centimeters apart.
0: And yeah. you're usually growing those outdoors. And you said in the summer you just shade them for the first couple of weeks of their life. Yeah.
2: Right? If if you if you leave the shade cloth any longer than that. Um, they get leggy, what we call leggy. So they start to stretch, okay, mm. and and they don't form a nice compact um, uh, plant. Yeah. So
0: okay, so I'm I'm just thinking now of a location where I can grow these lettuces here. It, 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 you know, I won't be able to do it like inside my dorm room unless I had some like UV light contraption or something like yeah, that.
2: But- but you could happily start them inside. You sure. know, plant your seeds and start them inside, and then put them outside anywhere. You know, ideally where they'll get afternoon shade. Obviously, because yes. the, the the sun in the afternoon is, is at its strongest. Yeah, and somewhere close by to a tap or some a water source, so you can keep the water up to them a day. They, it's good to give them a, a drink every day.
0: I am so keen. I am like thinking right now that there's a there's there's like a Bunnings up the road. I, you know, where I can go and buy a pot and whatnot. I'm, I'm thinking about making this, uh, we can check in with my lettuces. I, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this this semester. I am committing on Hold him on, accountable, Rod. Yeah. And ask him next hold month. Hold me accountable. I'm going to do this. I'm going to put a reminder in my phone. We are going to get this lettuce started and I am going to grow a lettuce. That is what I've decided to You have, you have excited me to do this, Rod. I was thinking, cause I made that commitment. I would grow something, but then I was like, Ooh, yikes. Like, what am I going to do? This sounds amazing. And also, I like lettuce.
2: Fantastic. And I'd suggest as a beginner that you might experiment with a couple of different varieties. Like there's hundreds and hundreds of varieties of lettuce out there now. Um, And everyone has their favorite. And here's an offer for you, Lawson. If you or someone you know is traveling past where we are, Mm -hmm. um, call in and we'll provide you some pots and um, some soil and some seed even. To make wow. it so easy for you that the bar is low. Um, we're, I'm happy to get you started. If not, you can, you can go down to Bunnings and get what you need, but, um, <laughs> the offer's there.
0: Yeah. I'm a little bit up the road at the moment down here in, in Kurumbong in Newcastle. So uh, I can't quite get out to Roland's Plains, but no, that sounds amazing. Oh, Rod, exciting stuff. Thank you so much for joining us this morning and giving us some insight into lettuce. And I really hope as well for our listeners that, yeah, they can, uh, they can be, just, uh, yeah, maybe maybe it's lettuce this year that they'll grow as well. We're going to continue on with the show.
2: Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.